the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of our program, a great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Pop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. I was there just the other day. Enjoy a unique rustic setting. When you stop by the Lodge, make sure you check out that beautiful outside deck. Now, I know you're saying, but wait a minute, Juan. It's cold out. Well, they're going to get the igloos there. So check out the website, um, thelodgepub.com. But the Lodge Pub and Eatery in Lincoln, I was there Friday. The food is delicious. Always a nice crowd. And uh, stop in and see them. Well, folks, right now, good afternoon at 106. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I am, um, I am seeing that I believe, I think I just saw on Twitter, sadly, a fourth, a fourth student has died with this, um, this Massachusetts, um, the Massachusetts, um, shooting uh, excuse me the michigan shooting from yesterday michigan shooting i'm also seeing so this is different bullied michigan high school to school to shooter ethan crumbly so now they have his picture who killed now it's up to four classmates if you saw the video also have you have you seen the video there's kids in a classroom and he's knocking on the door telling them that he's a marshal and they won't open the door and then he uses the word bro, and then they realize it's him. So he's trying to imitate a um, crumbly post on Instagram. Huh. There he is. So his father got a, a, a new SIG 9mm four days ago, pretending it was his. Just Oh, he posted on Instagram, just got my new beauty today. Ask any question and I will answer. And it's now the Instagram has been deleted. So the death toll is now up to, um, oh my goodness, there's pictures of three beautiful young students that were shot and killed in uh, Michigan. Four teenagers now. That happened yesterday. But um, the the teen's motive remains unclear. Some students say he was being bullied. So that's that's interesting. But he... um, so there he is. And the kid, he looks like a little little nerd with glasses on. Um, many photos that remain online were taken three years ago when he was 12. Two of his victims were older than 15, 30 year younger. He's not speaking with investigators at the facility he's being held. His parents have hired an attorney who advised him to plead the fifth. Unclear if he'll be charged as a teenager or as an adult. He's been identified, 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly. You know, this kid looks exactly like who would be a school shooter. Now, I, I have no idea if the people he shot were the people that bullied him. Um, but he is, now it's it's four classmates who lost their lives, eight people injured. So just a um, terrible, uh, tragic situation that happened in Michigan. Now, we are... Standing by, Nicole Salas is in court, and we were scheduled to speak 
Um, I want to just, folks, I realize I'm live on the air. And I want to also, um, Chris Cuomo is speaking out. He's still trying to, okay, um, let me just check. Uh, the uh, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, who was suspended indefinitely from CNN. I, he's trying to pass it off like, you know, it's embarrassing and I'm sorry. This goes beyond that. As I was saying in the 11 o'clock hour, this goes, this, this is not... Um, you know, he was just trying to help his brother and blah, blah, blah. This, what, what we've learned with the Chris Cuomo thing in the um, Andrew uh, Cuomo uh, situation is, is that he was working with the staff. And he was, as Donna Perry mentioned, he was even, he was even having other people... Uh, in the media, uh, check on some of the accusers to try to get you know some some information for them. So this was not this was not a matter of um, you know hey you know it's my brother and he asked me for advice and I said here's what I think you should say or do. This goes way way beyond that. This goes way beyond that. This is Chris Cuomo is saying, all right, you know, who are the accusers? We're trying to find out. Uh, it's possible that he had a story, um, you know, killed, as so to speak. And I know people may not understand that. And, you know, some people may question that. But that goes on. That goes on a lot. And I have been um, involved with something like that where you have, you know, we have a story and then someone connected with it contacts you. So, I, And I, it's not always where they're threatening legal action. It could be sometimes where they're just trying to argue that... Um, that maybe, you know, they're doing this for you because you just don't have all the information with the story. So I, I don't know what, what was exactly behind this other than um, Chris, Chris Cuomo was possibly running interference and, and if you're, and I'll also say this, and folks, again, good afternoon at 12 minutes past one. Um, on this uh, Wednesday, I'm just I'm just trying to check some latest news. I don't know why we were supposed to have the person that was representing uh, Nicole Salas um, to talk about she she's been in court this morning where the the union she's going after the union and they're going after her. So we we're trying to get an update from that. It was confirmed, but what what I want you to understand is many times. I mean, that is pathetic if that's true. CNN is reporting right now that Cuomo could be back on the air in January. Possible. Possible. I, I, I just think, I, I am surprised at that. But who knows? Listen, it's CNN, right? It's not exactly like they are trying to get the most accurate information out there. Um, but, but as far as Cuomo, it, 
it, it could sometimes be that they come across that you just don't have the right information. That they are like, listen, I, I'm just telling you. And then I could see because sometimes a news department, they, they may not have all the information. You know, stories are not. I was having a discussion one time with someone and they said, well, I, I wouldn't go with a story unless I had everything 100 percent. And I said, well, you know, that that's coming from someone who obviously has never been in a situation. Sometimes you have 80 percent of the story. And by going with 80 percent of the story, you some of the other blanks can get filled in. So many times you don't have the full story. Sometimes the people that are the, the source for you don't have the full element. Of, or they get dates wrong, right? They get dates wrong. They, they may not fully have it. So that type of thing does go on. All right, I want to go back to um, Governor McKee now trying to push this app that no one seems interested in. And he was uh, Governor Dan McKee, press briefing um, from earlier this morning, of which I, I admit, now I regret, I wish I had gone. I am very surprised that people did not ask him more questions about the bribe, um, but they did not. And I want to jump into this just a little bit, and we'll hear. They were asking him. Makes sense. He's in a benchmark. We're at, by your Here own we go. This is Governor McKee well, last night. An initial first stage vaccination. Uh, citizens are actually asking for answers on this. This can't continue to go on for years. Where again, fundamental civil rights, fundamental governmental rights are being taken away uh, for uh, a disease that appears to be becoming sadly part of Rhode, our national. Rhode Island's done very well in terms of uh, restrict any level of restrictions. There's no restrictions on businesses right now. There's school areas that uh, we feel as though are fundamental. The healthcare. Vaccine uh, issues were uh, instrumental in terms of the request from our from our hospitals, from our from our um, you know our nursing homes. We responded to them. If you have a crystal ball, you would know that a, a delta was in the in the on the horizon in July, and and we didn't. Obviously, what we have to deal with what's given to us right now. This new variant, as the president said, this is not a panic. We're not. We're not expressing a panic here. We're going to be aware of what that means to us. And then once we understand what that is, we're going to inform the people who live in the state of Rhode Island about what that means to them individually. And then we'll work with the Department of Health. We'll work with all the other emergency management teams to make sure that we're making the appropriate decisions to keep people healthy in the state of Rhode Island. That, that was your follow-up, Pat. We're going to move on. Thank you. Wow. How um, insulting. I wanted to ask if you could just clarify that a couple of things was about your the follow-up. app for the vaccination status. Uh, is it fair to call it a sort of vaccine passport? I know it's cares? not a requirement necessarily is what you're saying, but it is something that you're showing to people to get to a place maybe to show them that you're vaccinated. Is it fair to call it that? And will it be something that may be more widely used amongst businesses? Well, that'll be up to the that'll be up to the businesses. That's up to the airports. That's up to the, we're, we're going to make it a, available as a convenience to people who want to use it. Uh, you can call it what you want. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to 
which is an app. It's an application that people can use. They're going to be able to access. And once it's accessible, we're going to make sure that everybody understands how to do it. And then if the people choose to do it, choose to have it there for their convenience in their own lives, then uh, it's available. It will be available to them. Okay. And one more question on the test to stay. How was it determined that 315 uh, days were saved in Westerly? My conversation with the superintendent was that they were able to uh, get parents to agree to have their children uh, be involved with a, this procedure of, of testing over a seven-day time frame. And so they had the option of either staying in the classroom or going home on, the, on, the, on a quarantine based on a close contact. Uh, in Westerly, they chose to keep the kids in the classroom, and so they accumulated the number of people that would have gone home that ended up staying in school, and that was the that was the measurement of, over that small time frame. About 310 days of school time was saved, which is, you know, hundreds of hours of of learning that we need to do and that's what the superintendent mentioned we want our children in the classroom because we know that they're going to be impacted in a and not in a favorable way if they're not in the classroom our teachers uh, need them in the classroom and that's this test to say is going to allow lincoln to uh, take advantage of exactly what happened in wesley and and then what we're saying here today that any school district in the state of rhode island that like to ha implement that they can contact us or ride or uh, the department of health and we'll make sure that they get implemented in a safe and an uh, efficient way can you give us more detail on this vaccine passport specifically what stage is it in development and when might it be available tom you want to answer that or doctor Yeah, thanks. So, you know, one of the challenges we've been working through is the only nationally recognized proof of vaccination is that paper CDC card. And it's not convenient. It can be easy to lose. So something we've been working for for quite some time is, you know, the right national standard that will allow Rhode Islanders to travel nationally, internationally, and be recognized as a proof of their vaccination status. So that's what we've found. It's a, it's a common platform that CVS, Walgreens, many other large pharmacies are using. They're already nationwide. Many other states are also using. So we're really hopeful that in lieu of that official federal standard, this, this will fit that bill. So where we are right now is we're actively in user testing. So awaiting some feedback here in just the next couple of weeks, we'll be ready for a larger rollout. In limited use cases, it's available. Uh, what we're prioritizing right now is uh, trying to test it in different environments. So um, to get specific about it, it's with the, the Apple and Google app stores uh, for broader rollout. But um, looking at ensuring that it's recognized for international travel with other regional partners and then other uh, uh, states and, and partners uh, nationally. Question over here. There was a question for you, Tom, about the name of the app. What, yeah, what's the name? Yeah, 401 Health, but uh, we'll have that locked in once we roll it out. Thanks. And then for the for the governor, uh, right now, I, I believe there are uh, several folks camped out in front of the state house, and the Capitol Police attempted to move them briefly last night. What are you telling uh, the Capitol Police to do with those folks if they do not leave and stay in front of the State House? 
So I haven't had a conversation with the Capitol Police. I was told that it may happen last night. Uh, and um, right now, the advocates that are talking about housing, that's why we talked about it at the front of the, of the press conference here. Uh, we're listening to them, and they need to know that we are, and, and we're responding. And uh, we've got a concrete number of, of uh, 150 beds that need an addition through the coalition, through their own letter, that we're, we're, we're satisfying that. So. My hope is that when we communicate the work that we're doing, that uh, they'll understand that we have listened and we have acted actively uh, engaged in a way that um, uh, will address the issues that they're talking about. And do, and do you have any update on spending not just on services for the homeless, but on any of the other items that you talked about potentially using some of the leftover federal funds for? Be more specific, please. On any of the health and human services, either pediatrics or early intervention or any of the stuff that's in your down payment that... Yeah, in the down payment, we're hoping that that, uh, you know, gets acted on and we're still confident that it that it will, uh, once it's evaluated by the General Assembly, that they'll, they'll, they'll activate that hopefully early and earlier better than later and, and hopefully when they when they reconvene in, in January. Um, yeah, so we're hopeful of that and we're still... Which I think the point that we want to make to the advocates is that, and I talked to them last night, we had a 2030, a Rhode Island 2030 um, uh, event last night, a forum in Providence at the Kazarian School, and we talked to the advocates that are talking about homelessness, and we made them aware that we have been listening, we've got concrete numbers, we've established a, a work team in my office that wasn't actively working on that, we've dispatched some high levels of, of skill and talent to work on it, and we're making a significant progress on the numbers that we need to deal with, and in addition to that, in terms of the homelessness, we're not going to repeat this again, uh, and so we'll have some plan in place where we can repeat it every year uh, going forward and we're and to your point we're we're fortunate to have resources that i think that we'll be able to use but immediately right now it's about making sure that people who want to be inside uh in a warm place have that opportunity and we're going to we're going to you know we're committed to make that happen it's time for two more questions you and Dr. Alexander Scott talked a lot about indoor mask wearing um, potentially coming back. Are there ever any plans to mandate it again? And for students in school, will that be extended, the requirement to wear masks indoors? Yeah, so I, I, again, I, I think the earlier question, if you had a crystal ball, you knew what was coming down the line, you could answer that question. That's why you can't really be specific about when, you know, what's going to happen next. Right now, we're in a position where we're just going to keep it the way it is in terms of the way that we're dealing with uh, any of the, um, uh, you know, the protocols that we were talking about. The schools are still in, the, in place with the masks. Uh, and and then in, in the general public, it's up, you know, a personal decision what, what they do. And, and the doctor has, you know, given the advice that uh, it makes sense to, it will make sense to some people to be, to be doing that, especially coming into the winter season. Okay. Last question. Yep. Thank you. All right, folks. Again, um, that was uh, Governor McKee wearing a mask from uh, earlier. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. I want to um, I want to uh, uh, repeat that I, I, I am even surprised. I, I don't understand. Um, the Providence Journal. Rep I, I don't get it. I, I don't get why. 
you know, and, and I go to these. So I'm not trying to say, well, if I was there, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I am surprised. And I, I didn't go <laughs> because I thought poor people would ask about it. And then I don't understand the, the thing about here's part of the problem, I believe. Right now it's 125. Um, the let, let me just stay on track here. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by JKL Engineering. Call JKL today. Now, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. The heating season is here. Call JKL. They can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Call JKL Engineering today. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering. Give them a call. Highest rebates in the market. New installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Called JKL, 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. Folks, visit the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Tavolo, Wine Bar and Tuscan Grill, or Tavolo. Tavolo, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine. It's delicious. Big city food and ambiance without the big city price tag. Locations in Providence, Atwells Avenue, Smithfield, right near Bryant, and also Warwick. On uh, Bolt Hill Road. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm not one of those people that complains about the media because normally I do go and cover things. Here's what I believe. I think th- there's a big um, comradeship, if you will. A lot of the members of the media believe in the power of the union. There's many members of the media that in some ways border on like being socialists. So part of the reason I think it wasn't asked is because some of them don't even have a problem with it. But it's wrong. And it should have been asked. And I it, listen, I, I made a mistake and I apologize. I should have gone. I should have gone. Why didn't I go? I didn't go because I thought, you know, it's Channel 12 story. They're the ones that broke it. Um, I'm sure they'll ask about it. The Providence Journal has written about it. The Boston Globe has written about it. So I thought certainly they'll ask about the 3,000 of the state workers, right? Of course they would, but they did not. So now someone needed to say, Governor McKee, and there's different ways to ask this particular question. I, I may have approached it under the guise of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. It's talked about equity. You know, why, why are you giving selected state workers, union people, $3,000 a piece of COVID money for vaccines that they already received? And the general public was offered $1 scratch tickets. There's no reason to give them the money. It's not a stipend. It's not It's not even a bonus it's a i think it's a bribe but but no one asked it so instead they were all like following his lead oh okay let, let's all ask about the app uh, no no the general public doesn't care about this this app 
and they're going to have problems with it to begin with. So there's probably going to be like a stop and start with it. I, I, I don't know the answer to why no one uh, asked about it. They should have asked about it. Um, it I, I, I know it's a, it's a big story, and it's wrong. They gave him the out. They absolutely gave him the out. And, and for the life of me, I don't understand why. So, all right, I do want to touch on um, some of those things. By the way, the Boston Globe has a very good story and new information about that guy that got arrested uh, that was part of the January 6th. Uh, Dan McGowan is on vacation this week, but I, I did, uh, I like that. But I, I want to, right now at 1.30, if you're just tuning in, listen, the big news is Massachusetts Governor Baker will not seek re-election. And what I find a little surprising is Karen Polito, his lieutenant governor of Massachusetts, is also not going to run for governor of 2022. So they both decided, I think they just, they've had it. With the pandemic, I I think it does. I think it burns people out. It's not going away. You have to enforce all these different things. Um, I think it's a problem. I do want to get to some of the other national news of the day, which I'm going to, and especially the sound. We're going to have the Nicole Solis uh, representative on tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then I'll have Nicole. I know Nicole. I'll have her on. I was hoping to get some information about, or an update, I should say, on the... Um, the lawsuit that is going on with her with uh, any Rhode Island. They're also trying to get, you know, these are the teachers unions. They're trying to get her booted off of Twitter, which is ludicrous. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Listen, it's Monday. It is December. It's, it's Monday. It's December 1st. It's Wednesday. Right now, the time is 131 on this Wednesday, December 1st. And I would love you if you're in the car right now. To pop down and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. Now, they, she offers... Some great, unique, original items that would be great gifts, such as she has all different types of special teas that a lot of times you can't get at a local store. You have to order online. Marie has it. She also has beautiful natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see the queen of health, Marie, at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. Right now, if you're on Menden Road, I would love, right in that historic white church, pop in, say hello to Marie and Doreen, who works there, and maybe, you know what makes a great gift? Local maple syrup or local honey is a great gift. Never, let alone all the different herbs, Teas and spices, those are things that people are going to use. And also, of course, the natural skincare, hair care products, body oil, uh, natural soaps. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're on Menden Road right now, seize the moment. Say, you know what? Diagonally across from uh, Davenport Restaurant, I'm going to pop in 
say hello to Marie. Say, you know, I was just listening to AM 1380 on 99.9 FM, and John DePietro just encouraged me to pop in, and I'd like to get a little gift. So, great, great gift and great store. Folks, this portion of the program, again, visit our website, which is DePietro.com, and DePietro.com, which is also, remember, brought to you by the Centerdale Revival 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. They're waiting for you at Centerdale Revival. Let's go to some of the sound. Uh, so the Democrats are now uh, the party. They would like President Biden to start to go on the attack a little bit more. They would like um, the the president to go on the attack a little bit more. I'm also seeing some new polling numbers. Biden's job approval rating is down 13 points a young, amongst young Americans, 18 to 29 how about that? But um, let's get to, let's see, President Biden, is, there's nothing wrong with the economy now. Remember, when in doubt, just blame the messenger. Let's hear, this was the president a short time ago speaking at the White House. Recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty across the country. That uh, parents won't be able to get presents for their children on holidays, this holiday season. But here's the deal. For the vast majority of the country, that's not what's happening. If you watch the news recently, you might... So now, the problem is not, you know, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? That's what it's become. So now he's ripping the news coverage. He also, President Biden, is wrongly claiming, you know, the supply chain, there's always, you know, remember the Cabbage Patch Kids and the... the no, those were hot, limited toy items. These are number... Of different they promise items. that every person will get every gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. But there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find. Some of you moms and dads may remember Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s or Beanie Babies in the 90s or other toys that have run out at Christmas time and passion. Years when there was no supply chain problem. You know, that's not what this is. That's what's that's not what's going on right now. So the the, the real answer is he doesn't know what to do. Now, here's some more false information. President Biden says his plan is working to combat price increases. Prices are rising at the fastest pace in 31 years. I've used every tool available to address the price increases and it's working. I've used every tool available to address the price increases and it's working. It's actually not working, as, as a matter of fact. Let's jump to the Jesse Smollett trial, one of the brothers that's going to testify. Now, Smollett, they're trying to paint that they're really the ones at fault. He is talking about you don't have to be nervous when the truth is on your side. One of the brothers that's going to uh, testify. Here we go. Ready to tell your truth? I'm ready to do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. So the truth, not my truth. You nervous at all? Nervous? No. We well, got the truth on your side. You don't have to be nervous. Got you. Uh, Jesse's lawyers have called you and your brother liars. What do you say to that? The rest will be inside. All right. The rest. His lawyer says the rest is going to be inside. Now the thing to watch here is that that Jesse Smollett is not going to um, is not going to. I don't think he's going to take the stand. CNN Brian Stelter. 
believes. He thinks Chris Cuomo is coming back on the air in, on CNN in January. Let's hear that. I think the bottom line is that Cuomo is on the bench for now. We're heading into a holiday season. I think it's possible he will be on the bench for several weeks. It's possible he'll be back in January. Uh, but I think what's going to happen now here at CNN is a more thorough review of the New York Attorney General's document dump in order to find out more about what happened. Well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they are going to bring him back. Maybe they are going to bring him back. So, um, but for now, that is huge that Chris Cuomo has been knocked off the year at CNN. This whole business of Rhode Island's launching a vaccination card app, I I, I just don't, I just don't see the, you know, and then the media just jumped on that. Like it's the biggest thing. That, that, that's not, that there were problems in the state right now. I like the idea that people are saying, let's get a full accounting of where all this COVID money went. Because it is true. Governor McKee, they've been throwing money around left and right. Like drunken sailors, for crying out loud. Um, again, I want to stress, huge, huge story. Governor Baker will not seek re-election. You know, in the latest uh, poll, he still had a 72% approval rating. Here's the uh, Channel 12 story on it. Here we go. Is Ted? Ted or Tim? Hi, I'm Sarah Grinelli with the 12 oh, News neither. Now update. We are following breaking news out of Massachusetts. 12 News has learned that Governor Charlie Baker will not seek re-election to a third term next year. Now, this news was confirmed by a person familiar with Baker's decision. We'll have more information both on air and online later today. All right. Well, I thought they would have a... A little bit more, probably the Boston stations do, as I as I think of it. Um, the Boston Boston stations would. So also, uh, boy, the Providence being charged in participating in the Capitol riot. What a nutcase that guy is, Timothy Disjardins. He was the one had the barbershop up on Federal Hill and had a standoff with police. I was telling police, I should have shot you when I had the chance. And this, I mean, he that guy is in an in, in awful lot of trouble. Uh, let me also just see the Rhode Island expands test to stay program. Showing proof could we use to grab your phone. Uh, states a few weeks launched a vaccination status. I, I, uh, what is the difference between showing someone on your phone and showing something, a card in your wallet? I don't. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, running a pilot program in Westerly for test to stay in schools. They're going to make it available to all schools. Kids with close contact to COVID. Can be tested if negative, they can remain in class than having a quarantine. That's getting a lot of questions. Again, that's like minor. I think that's um I think that's really a minor, minor story. So now let me also touch on this business of that Elon Omar. And she's all upset. Because people are leaving her. Um, oh, now they're going to continue it. Do you want to end homelessness or an island? Join me uh, today at five. No one should freeze to death. Who's rallied? No one should freeze. Called end homelessness. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm going to be going to that. It's too cold. Out. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Let's see. President Biden asked if he thought the president put him at risk. He first debate. Apparently, uh, there's a new book out 
that they believe that President Trump may have had trouble uh, or could have had COVID at that first debate. Uh, the pres- President Trump is posting a statement denying that. Uh, but a member of his, um, who was part of him, a part of the administration, just as out with a new book, claiming that he did. So I, I on the reporting, former President Trump tested positive for COVID before they shared the stage. Biden said, I don't think about it. Um, that, that wasn't the question. But I don't think about the former president. Um, let me just, do you think the former president put you at risk? I, you know, I, I thought that president, president Trump was off at that first, first debate. So I think it's entirely possible that he had COVID and didn't feel well and maybe had a heart. Remember when he was like, he, he came in, as they described it, came in hot the night of that. That first debate, um, I, I think it's very possible that President Trump had COVID. Um, but I want to get to that Elon Omar. So now everyone's upset and the whole joke about her. And now she is just continuing. You know, I am a victim. I am a victim. Someone told a joke. And now she is so concerned about Muslim hate, Elon Omar. That this hate speech from leading politicians doesn't have real consequences. The truth is that anti-Muslim hate is on the rise both here at home and around the world. This summer we witnessed a deadly anti-Muslim attack wipe out three generations of a Muslim family in Canada. In 2019, a white nationalist opened fire at multiple mosques in New Zealand, killing over 50 people. The first half of this year alone saw over 500 incidents of anti-Muslim hate here in the United States. I myself have reported hundreds of threats. Oh, my God. Does it ever end with this crew? Let me guess, white supremacy. Oh, my goodness. September 11th, some people. I like this. So the new Biden plan is deny there's a problem in the supply chain. Deny, that's their new plan. Uh, Just tell people gas prices aren't high. And there's always been a problem trying to get toys at Christmas time. So that's the plan they're going with. Um, instead of they're not going to solve the problem, they've decided they're going to pretend that there is no problem or more like ignore that there is a problem. We also see this. The first video on FBI interrogation of alleged capital riot has been released. In the clip, Danny Rodriguez, who they broke in, is seen crying, admitting he tased the officer. That's interesting. Now, this I have not seen. This I have not seen of them, uh, the FBI, talking with one of the rioters. Why is he crying? He shouldn't have admitted anything. Don't they listen to our segment with attorney Tim Dodd? 
Don't admit to anything. Uh, He claimed he wasn't read his rights. The judge ordered the interrogation tape released. This guy broke into the Capitol, crying, admitting he tased the uh, Capitol police officer. Michael Fanone, who was, he did a lot of interviews, this guy. So, all right, well, we're not, oh, I see. It's it's that type of, uh, it's that type of video that has the music and it's not, I thought they were going to show him talking with the FBI. I want to hear the guy crying. Nope. No, they don't show that. Oh, all right. Unless, is it somewhere else? No. Sorry, folks. I realize I'm live. All right, so they pretended they had it, and they didn't have it. Now, meanwhile, you know, the Wall Street Journal had a good piece about talk about panic. When, all right, here we go. First interview since the fatal accident on the Rust set. Oh, that's tomorrow. Alec Baldwin. The trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. You know, so now Alec Baldwin saying the gun magically went off. And, uh, oh, they have a little snippet. Okay, here's a little bit of Alec Baldwin. And in, uh, in. Everyone who worked with and admired. Very dramatic. GMA. I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem, doesn't seem real to me. Alec Baldwin. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. He actually hasn't said anything. For the first time. Well, it just happened. The big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? Since the fatal shooting set in the movie Rust. You described it as a one in a trillion shot. And the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? Oh, it's tomorrow night. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. no. I, I would never point a gun at anybody and pull a trigger at them. Never. Why did you think it go off? How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. A bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Killed that woman. Yeah. Of course it is. Because I, I, I think back and I think of what could I have done. Oh, God. So dramatic. My goodness. All right. So you have, he didn't pull the trigger. Um, okay. He didn't pull the trigger. And the Christmas parade killer is claiming that it was the car that was running the people over. It wasn't him. All right. I'm just glad we're clarifying all this. So they're going to bring, they should bring charges against the gun. And also the, um, well, but here's where Alec Baldwin's thing doesn't hold up, is the, 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 some of the people on the set were u- using the guns and shooting them, just doing like target practice and so forth. So the, he wasn't even supposed to shoot the gun, but he did point, the guns just don't go off. 
Guns just don't go off. He did point the gun, and somehow somebody pulled the trigger. Somebody pulled the trigger. So no matter what he's saying, it just doesn't add up. I want to hear the latest now on the... um, the variant. And again, folks, good afternoon at 149. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Um, this is the GMA piece on now in 20- the variant. Robin, good morning. The administration is trying to tighten COVID testing restrictions for international air travelers as this concern continues to grow over the new Omicron variant. This morning, the Omicron variant is now in 20 countries. Omicron. The Biden administration considering requiring all travelers entering the U.S., vaccinated or not, to be tested one day before boarding their flights. The CDC ramping up COVID testing at major U.S. airports in New York, Atlanta, Newark, and San Francisco, offering optional free PCR tests to travelers coming from South Africa and India. This program allows for increased COVID testing for specific international arrivals, increasing our capacity to identify those with COVID-19 on arrival to the United States. There are no reported cases of the Omicron variant in the U.S., but labs around the country are working tirelessly, sequencing on average one in seven COVID-positive test samples, like in New York State's Wadsworth Lab in Albany. I was given an exclusive look at what the scientists are doing around the clock, looking for the potential first cases of Omicron in the U.S. Is it possible that it's already here in the U.S.? That is absolutely entirely possible. The statistical power of the sequencing programs and the surveillance programs is pretty high. So I think we should see it fairly promptly. Top doctors say being vaccinated is the best line of defense against not just Omicron, but also the Delta variant. More than 100 million Americans are currently eligible for COVID vaccine boosters. And overnight, Pfizer asking the FDA to expand access to its booster for 16 and 17 year olds. As the holidays approach, the World Health Organization advising that those who are unvaccinated, unwell, over the age of 60, or who have underlying health conditions, postpone all travel. But for the vaccinated, medical experts say that it is safe to travel and spend the holidays with loved ones. As long as you have a boosted and vaccinated family, uh, I think it is safe. International travel should be done a little bit more carefully right now. Not necessarily because of the variant, but because of all the policies that are going to go along with the variant. Oh. Experts say that America... You know, and, and here's the... Um Folks, the real thing is there's just there's no way. And again, good afternoon at 152. Um, come on. There's just there's no way that President Biden is going to, you know, pull, get everybody out of this. I mean, they're just not. He's just not up to it. He is just he he's just not up to it. Um, he, he, everyone is just going to go along with this and everyone's trying to be polite about it, but come on, it, his reaction is there's, there's no problem with the supply chain and, uh, things are not that bad. And <laughs> I mean, it, we, we all know it's bad. So I, I just don't understand that that's, uh, that's the path that they want to follow. 
they, they want to try to say the price of gas is, is not that high. Um, it's always tough trying to get hot Christmas toys this time of year. He mentioned the Cabbage Patch Kids, which is ridiculous. That's one item. There's, there's many items. And the, the price of the, the price of of everything has gone up and certain things you know I was with someone the other day that that it's um the the price of the different parts has has doubled on various items so I I but they this is like that's the story that they're sticking to it that's the way I read this so he's not even going to try to solve this thing they've just decided that that it's 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 basically going to be it's like your imagination things aren't that bad. I want to hear this is the NBC Ten Boston story on uh, Governor Charlie Baker. I believe here we go. Right now at eleven, Governor Charlie Baker will not run for re-election. In a joint statement with Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito, they say they will not seek a third term in twenty twenty two. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Susan Tran, the Republican governor who in polls show that he is one of the most popular governors in the whole country and has long maintained widespread support in a very blue state. Political reporter Allison King is live there at the state house, and Allison, he says, running would be a distraction on the pandemic recovery. Efforts. What do you think? Well, that's exactly right, Susan. You know, it's been one of the most talked about political topics here on Beacon Hill for several months. Would popular Republican Governor Charlie Baker seek a third term? Today we are learning he will not. Now, both Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito co-signing a letter to supporters this morning saying it was, quote, an extremely difficult decision, adding, we have a great deal of work to do to put the pandemic behind us. If we were to run, it would be a distraction that would potentially get in the way of many of the things we should be working on for everyone in Massachusetts. We want to focus on recovery, not on the grudge matches political campaigns can devolve into. Now, Baker, a 65-year-old, a moderate Republican who hasn't been afraid to criticize President Trump, he's had a well-publicized rift with the state party, which is loyal to Trump been far more to the right than Charlie Baker is. So now we will be looking to see who jumps into this race in the coming weeks, knowing that Governor Baker, one of the most popular, if not the most popular governor in this country for the better part of a decade, will no longer be a factor. Susan? All right, Allison, let's talk about who is going to consider jumping in here. We know Stop Jeff Deal, the Republican. We know that Sonia Chang-Diaz has announced. Danielle Allen, a Harvard professor, has announced. Ben Downing has announced. And then that name that has been batted around a long Maura time Healy. is Attorney General Maura Healey. What are we talking about here? Well, you just said it, Susan. I mean, Maura Healey, really the 10,000-pound gorilla in the room here, who everyone is watching to see, will she get in? She has a national name. She has a $3.3 million war chest. And she herself has been a popular attorney general. Attorney generals haven't traditionally done too well running for governor in the state. But some feel that she could be the person that could really pull it off this year. 
All we can say is that you know there will be more people considering this Scott jumping Brown. in, more on the Republican side and on the Democratic side. Susan? All right. So much to watch out for. Allison King reporting live for us there at the State House. Thank you so much. And be sure to stay with us. All right. So, folks, that is the, uh, the latest. And that is huge news. That is huge news. Next year, it'll be an open seat. Open seat. I could see, you know, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to speak for Governor Baker, but number one, COVID's not going away. And number two, um, he is going to have a primary. And, you know, there was even, I, I think it was in a Globe where they were encouraging him. Did I see that? Someone wrote an op-ed encouraging him to run as an independent. Um. Boston Globe editorial, Charlie Baker leaves on his terms. Where does that leave Massachusetts? I think someone had, Baker's exit creates a huge vacuum uh, is another piece. So they're writing a lot about that. And it it does. Um, Let's see. Baker is drawing to a close. Moderate Republican capable of winning statewide office in Massachusetts. Not going to seek a third term. Uh, Merchants of a figure like Baker. He, he got elected the same time as Governor Rhode Island Governor Gino Raimondo. I remember when he came down from Massachusetts and they had lunch at Angelo's. And at the time, she felt like she was like the big deal because she had been at the White House and kind of had been on the Obama team. And, you know, that didn't stay like that at all. He became very popular and then she became very unpopular. Baker, with his electoral fray deal or another Trump Republican, could still win the GOP nomination. Um, but the whole question would then be um, the, the, the general and the general election, I should say. So, but that is it. That does open things up. I'm going to reach out and see if uh, former Senator Scott Brown, who else wrote, Charlie Baker leaves in his terms, where does it leave Massachusetts? It's a big deal. It's an open seat. And he he is uh, he is leaving on his own terms without question about that. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker again that is that is the big news on this Wednesday. He is not seeking re-election next November, folks. Again, uh, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Pop in and see them. Forty Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food, great atmosphere, and they have the new big deck. Listen, it's John DePietro. Thank you for tuning in. We have a big month ahead here on the program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. We'll be doing Facebook Live later today. I want you to stay tuned. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. WNRI, Winsocket.